We are doing a Twitter Tuesday today on the Locked On Giants podcast. Your questions coming up next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. Happy Tuesday. We're going to do a Twitter Tuesday today. That's right. I got enough questions to make a full episode. And, you know, even though we did a bonus show on Saturday where I answered your questions, you know I love doing this. This is one of my favorite episodes of the year, which is why it's part of the rotation now. Um, for as long as the questions are coming in, I'm going to include it once a week, sometimes twice a week if we have more questions, but um, certainly a lot of questions from you guys and gals. And um, I'm here to answer whatever you need or try to answer whatever you need. Before I get started, as always, thank you for making the Locked on Giants podcast your first listen of the day, or if you're watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And I have to send a very special thanks out to everybody. And uh, I'm going to flash a graphic on the screen, but for those of you who are listening to me on our uh, audio podcast, the Locked on Giants podcast cracked into the 100 of Apple's football podcasts for the first time this past week. So we are currently ranked at number 100. And according to chartables.org, the Locked on Giants podcast has actually been rising up the charts. And again, this is the first time we have been in the top 100. So that said, folks, thank you so much. This really, really means a lot to me. I'm very humbled by it. I've gotten great feedback from a lot of you regarding the show. And um, I continue to do what I can to make the show even better, more interesting, so that you'll keep coming back. You'll keep tuning in, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be on our any of our uh, audio platforms, uh, Apple, Odyssey, Google Play, Stitcher, all those great platforms. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Deeply appreciate it. So, all right, folks, let us get into your questions. We have about nine questions for today, some of which came in via Twitter, some of which I have via email. We're going to do all nine of them uh, starting right now. So let's kick it off with one from Barbecue Nut. Love the handle, by the way. Barbecue is it's just the best. Um, Barbecue Nut asks, what do you think will happen with Kevin Abrams? Will he stay on with the front office or move on? Ooh, that is a very good question. You know, it's interesting. Kevin Abrams has, has been with the organization now, I think, for 23 years, if I'm not mistaken. And during that time, you had uh, Ernie Acorsi, you had Jerry Reese, you had Dave Gettleman as the general manager, all guys that were kind of tied into the organization. I think it is possible that with a new GM coming in, depending on how comfortable that person is with managing the cap, that Abrams might move on. Um, of course, there is always the possibility that the Giants find another role for him. I don't know that it would be in personnel management. I would be surprised if that's going to be the case. I know Abrams has added that to his uh, resume during the last uh, several years. But um, if I had to take a guess, I mean, you know, 
if Abrams wants to be a GM at some point, I, I think it might behoove him to stay. But would the new GM allow him to? Or would that person want to bring in their own cap manager? Uh, that's really a tough one to call. Um, I'm going to say probably Abrams sticks around, at least for, for the, you know, the short term. But uh, again, it depends on who the Giants bring in as their new GM. Because I could certainly see a scenario where, you know, that new person coming in brings in their own capologists, brings in their own director of college scouting, pro personnel, and all those key positions that general managers tend to, you know, bring their own people in. So I hope Abram stays. I mean, he's a good dude. I, I don't want to see him leave. I mean, I know people are saying that he's responsible for the cap being what it is, which is a mess. But, you know, listen, you're you're following, you know, orders, I guess. And, and um, I think I read forget whose article it was, but I read somewhere that actually the last few years, the day-to-day -day management of the cap was actually passed down to a couple of staffers. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't hold that against Abrams. I think Abrams in the past has done a pretty good job at managing the Giants cap, and I would not be upset if he stuck around. So, all right, thanks for that question. Up next, we hear from Joe Tomasello, if you were the new general manager, would you use both picks, number five and seven, on offense alignment in this year's draft? Uh, Joe, probably not, just off the top of my head, you know, and, and again, as I record this, the final list of draft prospects isn't in. The, you know, you still have the underclassmen that are still declaring. So, but I would say for sure, I might consider using at least two of uh, two of my first four draft picks on offensive line. I think, you know, you, you definitely have to get um, a young player in here. Um, you've got to find out where your where things stand with Nick Gates if he's going to be ready. You've got to find out where Shane Lemieux is. Um, you're probably going to have to spend to get a, a a free agent in here, and then you want to get some depth. So I could see them maybe going day two or early day three to bring some depth in on the offensive line. But um, to use both picks on offensive alignment, I think I'd be surprised if that were to happen, even though theoretically I know it should because they're, they're that, you know, desperate, I guess, or, or uh, to stock up on offensive alignment. But I don't know. I don't right now. I would say no. Once the final draft class, you know, we see who the eligible uh, draft players are that the underclassmen, I should say. Once we see that list, then I can probably give you an updated answer. If you want to ask me that in a couple of weeks, we can certainly revisit that topic. So, all right, next comes from Drew Koch, who actually has two questions. This first one we'll, we'll get to. Um, you are the GM. What are your conditions that lead you to keep Lorenzo Carter next year and what makes you let him walk away? That one's an easy one, Drew. I tell Lorenzo Carter, look, Lorenzo, we like you. But, uh, you know, you got to stay on a one-year proof of deal. Now, do you put incentives in there? Yes, I would put some incentives in there for sack totals. But I'm not so sure that even prior to his um, Achilles injury last year in 2020, that Carter was, you know, I mean, he was starting to, to have his arrow trend up, but that injury ruined things, obviously. And then coming in, to 2021 um he had i think an ankle injury midway through the year which i think cut into his production so 
I need to see him basically get through an entire year at a consistently high level of production. Basically the same approach I would take with Daniel Jones, you know, who has been injury prone. So that's what I would need to see. And that's why I would say to Lorenzo Carter, look, one year prove it deal and we'll throw in an incentive if you hit, I don't know, eight sacks or, you know, we'll pick up, we'll pick a number of how many sacks, whatever it might be. But that's why I would, uh, that would be my condition. Now, what makes you let him walk away, you ask me? Very simply put, if he gets a, a monster deal from another team. I mean, right now, the Giants don't have cap space. Um, I just posted an article on Monday on Giants Country about the Giants cap situation. Field Yates of ESPN reported that the Giants, as of right now, have approximately $13,000 to roll over into 2022's cap, right? That's pending, obviously, a league-wide audit on the uh, postseason, you know, incentives and all that good stuff. So I'm not breaking the bank, really, for anybody. So, you know, edge rusher is a need. I get it. But if I'm going to break the bank for somebody, I want consistent production. And I'm probably going to, you know, make the exception and make a moderate splash for an offensive lineman, which I see to be the bigger need right now. So that's that would be my my two uh, conditions. All right, Giant fans, still more coming up on today's show. But first, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year. As the NFL postseason is underway, the NBA, the NHL continue to heat up, and the sports world continues to bring so many memorable moments. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering actions for 2022. It is a new year, and betonline.ag has a new updated website you can access from your laptop, your desktop, or your mobile device. And you can sign up today for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On to get started. Don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers available for 2022. Visit betonline.ag. Again, that promo code is locked on for your 50% welcome bonus and get all the latest news, tips, and whatnot to help you wage smarter. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. My name is Patricia Trana. Thank you again for tuning in, as always, and for writing in and uh, participating in the comments section over on YouTube. All appreciated, and I do check all those comments, and I appreciate you taking the time to write. And before we continue on with Twitter Tuesday, uh, just a sneak peek of what we have planned for tomorrow. The one, the only, Bobby Skinner will be joining me on tomorrow's podcast. We'll be talking Giants GM candidates. We'll be talking State of the Giants. We'll be talking Giants. I mean, that's the name of Bobby's podcast, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll be talking Giants, but uh, with a locked on flair. So make sure you tune in. Bobby's always a great listen. Um, always a, a wonderful contributor, knows his stuff. And I'm really excited to have Bobby Skinner on the program with me tomorrow. So, all right. We will continue now with your Twitter qu Tuesday questions. And this longer one comes from the real JDJ. And he asks, uh, let's see, random thought, not so much a question. Watching the Eagles lose reminded me of when the Eagles tanked in the second half of the regular season game 
which prevented the Giants from making the playoffs. If they don't tank that game and the Giants go to the playoffs, I think Joe Judge would still be head coach today as that first playoff year would have given him so much cushion this year. Crazy how domino effect works. Thoughts. Okay, so you're asking me, had the Giants made the playoffs last year, meaning 2020, would Joe Judge still be the head coach today? Mm. Let me think about that for a second. Um, I'm going to say not necessarily. And the reason for that is, is the Giants blew a few games in 2020 they should have won. The offensive scheme... I think we can all agree, was a problem in 2020. We can probably all agree that the offensive line wasn't very, you know, solid. So I think a lot of the problems that the Giants had in 2020 came over into 2021. And then if you add on top of that the injury situation, I I don't know, man. I, I, I think I would find it hard to justify having Joe Judge back. I mean... But that said, I kind of thought he might get a third year because of, you know, I thought maybe the injury situation might save him. But, um, you know, I thought maybe the Giants would say to him, look, let's see who you come up with as, as an assistant coach. I mean, I, I'm sure there's other elements that that factored into Joe Judge's dismissal. The rant that he went on certainly didn't help. Um you know, the losing down the stretch, the fact that they were so uncompetitive. I think, you know, if we're talking about why Judge wasn't retained, the lack of competitiveness in the team down the stretch. And part of that wasn't so much because of effort. It was more because they just didn't have the horses to get it done. Um, yeah, I think he could have gone either way with this, to be honest with you. But um, I I don't know. I don't know if the Judge would have had any more cushion had he made made it to the playoffs in 2020. He might have. I, I I don't know the answer to that. That's a good question, though. I'd have to give that one some more thought. I'm just kind of, you know, talking out loud here, but uh, not so sure. But anyway, thank you for that question. All right, we got question number two from Drew Koch tweets. Who are your top three, I'm sorry, top two to three backup quarterback options next year? And what is the likelihood the Giants land one of them? Oh, goodness. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. definitely not going to be Mike Glennon. I don't see Mike Glennon coming back. I think Jake Fromm will get an opportunity to compete. Maybe, and I'm just going to toss out some names here. I'm just looking at the cap numbers as well. I know I had mentioned Jacoby Brissett who's currently a free agent or will be a free agent for Miami. You know, Miami undergoing a coaching uh, change, so I don't know if Jacoby Brissett will necessarily be back. Um, Jacoby Brissett, they paid him $5 million. He had a $5 million um, cap hit, I think, last year. So I could see him. Um, Marcus Mariota of the... The Vegas Raiders, he got $3.5 million last year. He might be an option. Um, let me see who else. You can't go expensive, obviously. Uh, I don't know that I would want Jameis Winston. Maybe Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I'd, I'd, I would have to do more film on him. Um, but yeah, I... Not a whole... You know, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a... Uh, an, 
a uh, unrestricted free agent, but he might be a little too expensive. He had a 4.437 million cap hit. So I would say Brissett, Mariota, um, maybe Taylor, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, those would probably be my top two to three right now. Now, don't forget, also, guys get cut. So uh, we don't know who's going to shake loose. Now, you also asked me, um, you know, what is the likelihood of the Giants landing one of them? I would say pretty good. And, I, and, and the reason why, because as we saw this year, Drew, they can't go cheap with, with a backup quarterback. And if the Giants are smart, and hopefully, you know, the new GM coming in and the new head coach realize this. You can't put all your eggs in Daniel Jones's basket. You cannot take a shortcut with the backup quarterback. Um, you want to bring in a guy who can step in and you're not going to lose a beat if that guy has to play. Likewise, you want to bring in a guy who maybe can compete with Daniel Jones because you know, the new head coach coming in isn't necessarily attached to the hip of Daniel Jones to where he has to be the starter. So I think you could see maybe potentially a quarterback competition. And um, if you get a, a good, solid number two option that can push the current number one, the incumbent, um, it can make for, for an interesting scenario, I think. So those are the names I would look for. Thanks for that question. All right, up next... Hugheart Michael, who would you like to see as the GM head coach for the Giants? All right, the GM candidates. I I mentioned that yesterday on yesterday's show, but if I remember correctly, my my uh, choices were narrowed down to Joe Hortiz of the Ravens, um, Joe Shane of the Buffalo Bills. And then I think I said Ryan Poles of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think those were the three I narrowed it down to. I would like to see either Shane or Ortiz um, as the general manager. Shane, because, you know, you look at how they turned around the Buffalo Bills so quickly to where now I think that's the cream of the crop in the AFC East. But Ortiz really intrigues me because the Buffalo, I'm sorry, the, the Baltimore Ravens have been so consistent for the most part for you know ever since Ozzie Newsom came in and Ozzie you know obviously he retired and Eric DaCosta took over for him but that tree that that, that Ozzie helped develop of football executives is just very intriguing and I think Hortiz from what I understand from the research I've been doing is a really really good talent evaluator which of course is what this team needs so that would probably be uh, my choice for GM. Now, for head coach, I'll be honest with you, I didn't put together my list of head coaching candidates. I know um, there have been reports that Brian Flores might be on that list, that uh, Don Martindale, Wink Martindale of, of the uh, Ravens may be on that list. Um, Brian DeBall might be on that list, the, uh, the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator. So... Michael, I'm going to say, hold on to that part of the question because I did not put my list together of head coaching candidates. I know Gene Clemens did over on Giants Country, and um, I just need to do my due diligence in that area to where, be, before I can give you an answer as to who I'd like to see. So um, sorry, I don't have the second half of that answered for you, but uh, it'll come. So, 
All right, folks, we've got more coming up on today's Lockdown Giants podcast. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's Twitter Tuesday. But first, people think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for TurboTax's live experts, that's what makes things so interesting. Life changes are exciting and they usually have tax implications. Maybe you were a full-time employee who decided to freelance and now you need some advice on how to fi- file as a contractor. Maybe you started driving uh, rideshare after your nine to five job. Maybe you work in one state but live in another and you need help reporting your income. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experienced experts dedicated to answering all your tax questions and finding every possible deduction for you. And you can talk to them from your phone without even leaving your house. Whether you got married, had kids, or changed careers, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get the best out of your tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. So visit TurboTax.com today to learn more. You do your thing, they've got your taxes. Intuitive TurboTax Live. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to segment three of the Locked On Giants podcast. We're doing a Twitter Tuesday. And again, reminder, tomorrow, the one and only Bobby Skinner will be on the program with me and we will be talking Giants. Not talking giants, but talking giants. Talking giants, of course, the name of Bobby's podcast that he does with uh, Justin Pinnock. So um, excited to have Bobby on the program. So hope you'll check that out. All right. We are answering your Twitter Tuesday questions. And uh, I think we have about three left. So let's get into them. Uh, These were submitted via email. Scott M. asks, Um, I'm sure you may not be able to answer this at all, and that's okay, but I was wondering what the GM interview is like. I'm assuming about an hour, but what are the questions? Uh, Scott, actually, I touched on that a little bit in yesterday's show, and the GM interview I don't think is necessarily an hour long. You're talking a very key position in the front office, so I could see a scenario where maybe that interview runs even longer, and especially... You know, with the case of the Giants, you've got three people who are doing the interviewing, John Mara, Steve Tisch, and Chris Mara. So it is a panel interview, and usually panel interviews can run a little bit longer because everybody's got their own questions that they want to ask. In terms of questions, some of the things I know I mentioned yesterday, head coaching candidates, you know, salary cap, personnel evaluation tactics, what would you change? Um, what are some of your criteria for players? Um, how would you structure a, a, a personnel department might, might be in there? What are your thoughts with dealing with, you know, the media, you know, a small part of the thing, but still important. Um, what kind of, you know, support staff would you be looking for? I mean, there's a number of questions. Um, I don't know the specific ones that were asked in the interview process with with uh, the candidates, but uh, you know I can pretty much guess that those would be amongst them, um, and I'm sure there are others that are probably even deeper and and more detailed. So uh, yeah, those would be some of them, and and um, you know what would I ask was the other part of your question. Basically, what I just recited to you, those would be some of the questions I think not only that would be part of the interview, but I think would need to be asked. Um, 
because it's such a high ranking position in the organization. You're basically reporting directly to ownership. And um, so you better make sure you've got the right person to, to take on this role. And you want to make, you know, you want to really dive into, you know, personality conflicts. You know, what do you do if, if you and the head coach don't agree on something, you, you know, stuff like that. You want to get into the nitty gritty part of that because the last thing you want to do is hire a head coach and a GM. And now, you know, the rate, the relationship deteriorates, especially if things start to go south. So I think those are all some of the questions that might have come up and ones that I know I would touch on. So thank you for that question, Scott. All right. Don L now asks a question. What might the Giants be able to recoup for Barkley if traded to a team making a play for the 2022-2023 playoffs? If you doubt the Giants want to pay what it will cost for a second contract, would it makes it would make sense? Okay. Don that's I can't answer that question just yet because you'd have to see how productive Barkley was coming out of the season or, or coming out of the summer. All right. Um I think we can all agree that last year we did not see the Barkley of twenty eighteen and the ankle injury did not help. So before you start assigning a price tag as to what you might be able to get for him, which, by the way, I do not think is going to be multiple number ones. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of times with players, when you make, when you trade contracts, you never get the same value back that you might have spent on that player. Um, so I would need to see, you know, does Barkley come back to start the season in 2022? Does he look like his old self? Is he productive? Is he, you know, rattling off 100-yard games? And if so, do you say, okay, you know what? Guy looks like his self, his old self. We're not even going to trade him. You know, because remember, you can also slap the uh, franchise tag on him if you wanted to, which, you know, I don't know that they would because, quite honestly, we've kind of seen the last couple of years that the Giants have been able to get a running game with or without Barkley. Now, Barkley also is a very dynamic and uh, unique set of skills in him. Um, so I'm not saying get rid of the guy at all. I, I'd still want to see what a creative offensive coordinator can do with Saquon Barkley in, in the lineup. I don't think we've really seen that yet. And that further complicates the question of whether or not they retain him or not. But the injury factor, Don, is the big thing because – if Barkley, God forbid, gets hurt again and has to miss time, which he has done every year since his second season, you're not going to get a lot. And you might not even get people to even bite for trading for a running back. So that would be my guess with that situation. So, all right. One more question on today's Twitter Tuesday. Uh, Paul K. wants to know why Lewis Riddick has not gotten uh, an interview for general manager candidates. Um, I think the reason, Paul, is because if you look at the nine candidates that interviewed with the Giants, what do they all have in common? They are all currently with a program and a winning program. Lewis Riddick has not been in a, with a football team in I don't know how many years now. So... You know, look, he might still very well know how to, you know, evaluate talent and do all the things that a GM knows how to do. But 
the Giants are really not messing around, it seems. I mean, they are looking at candidates to come from winning programs that have a, a little bit of a, um, you know, a background that when it comes to building rosters and stuff and who are up on, on the latest stuff and the latest trends and all that stuff. I, I don't know if Lewis, you know, how into that stuff Lewis Riddick still is. Um, but I think that's the reason why they didn't include Lewis Riddick this time around. And then I'll also add that they interviewed Riddick, as you know, for the last hiring cycle. It is possible that maybe they just weren't impressed with him and they decided why waste his time? Why waste our time? It's a possibility. I'm not saying that's why, but you got to take that into consideration. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't know about you, but I, I'm very happy and impressed with the, the, the list of nine guys that they interviewed. Um, as I record this, I don't think they're going to do any more, but you never know. They might add another one or two, but um, now we just wait to see who they narrow that list down to and then who gets the, the job. So exciting times ahead, folks. I'm anticipating the new GM will probably be known, if I had to take a guess, maybe by the end of this week or at the absolute latest by early next week because the Giants got to get moving on getting a coach in. And uh, that's going to take easily about a week to, to, to go through. And then that guy has got to get his assistance in. And then, you know, basically you've got all-star games coming up. So you can't really dilly-dally on making a decision. So that's how I see it playing out. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Really enjoyed Twitter Tuesday, as always, with you guys and gals. And again, thank you for helping us at the Lockdown Giants podcast, get into the top 100 on Apple iTunes. And be sure to tune in tomorrow. Bobby Skinner will be with me and we will be talking Giants. So I look forward to bringing you that show as well as the rest of the shows this week. Have a great one, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow.